0: No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply.
1: <laughs> I didn't know that. I. Oh. Hello, America, and welcome to the uh, program. Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton... It is neck and neck in the national polls. The Electoral College is what you really need to pay attention uh, to. And, And we are in a place where anyone will say anything. WikiLeaks is saying that they have something even bigger coming out this weekend. I wonder if this will fulfill our prediction of WikiLeaks releasing something without enough time to actually verify if it's true or not. Nobody seems to care about the connection of WikiLeaks to Russia, but they are influencing our election. But we're also spreading lies about people. I don't know if you've heard about one of the candidates. They're gay. Did you hear that? Yes, they're gay. Now, it's wrong for someone to say that Hillary Clinton is gay, right? And there are people on the right that are saying, you know, she's uh, she's having a love affair with uh, Uma. That's why she's... A- Okay, all right, okay, thanks for, thanks for stopping by. Everyone knows that's wrong. But when it comes to a third party, hey, everything is fair game for both sides, right? Evan McMullen responds right now.
0: of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
1: Presidential hopeful Evan McMullen, who is in neck and neck with uh, Donald Trump and uh, Hillary Clinton is far behind in Utah. Welcome to the program, Evan. Uh, a Great white to be na- with you, Glenn. Good. Uh, a white nationalist, which we'll get to in a second, came out and said something. But I first noticed this Coming from a state senator and a former bishop um, saying, hey, look, all I can tell you is, you know, this guy, he's been in the CIA, he's worked for Goldman Sachs, and he's a 40-year-old man who doesn't date, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how, did that, how did that make you feel? I, I expected from the white nationalist. How did that make you yeah. feel?
2: Well, I, I can't say, Glenn, that it's a surprise. Candidly, I mean, this is the kind of campaign that Donald Trump has run, and, and many of his supporters have have joined in that approach. Uh, in the past, uh, in the past week, uh, in the past several, day, or past few days, especially, I found that my faith has been attacked, my service to this country has been attacked, my mother has been attacked. Uh, they're spreading lies about who I am. And and even we're now we're receiving death threats from the white supremacist movement. But you know, I, I knew this would come. Wow. I knew this would happen. I knew I knew there would be opposition. But I we will tell will not you, Evan. Be intimidated.
1: Evan, I will tell you this. Um, first of all, I'm sorry for the attacks on your mom. I don't know what anybody uh, would Terrible. have you do. Apparently, I,
3: I guess you're supposed to
1: disavow, disavow her. your mom or something. I don't know if you were supposed to punch yeah. her in the stomach or what you were supposed to do. But, <laughs> right, yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Our, our, our heartfelt uh, uh, thoughts and prayers go out to your mother. Um, Thank you, the, uh, I will tell you this, Evan, uh, that when I just endorsed Ted Cruz, I knew politics was ugly. I knew uh, what, you know, what was possible. But there's a difference between knowing that and experiencing that, I will, right. I will never get near that cesspool ever again, <clears throat> ever again. <clears throat> so you can't tell me that you knew this was going to happen. There is a difference.
2: Well, I knew that I knew that I would be attacked. I knew that my service would be under attack. Uh, I knew that people mm-hmm. would attack me on on all fronts. I knew that would happen. I, I think you're not prepared for it until you, you experience it and you go through it, so I, I understand your point there. But, but look, I, you know, I, I saw that Donald Trump attacked Ted Cruz's wife and his father. You know, I mean, this is, this mm-hmm. is the kind of campaign they run. You know, other surrogates and supporters of Donald Trump are, are attacking my faith, uh, calling me, saying that I'm part of a Mormon mafia, and we've had fun with that Which, on, by the way, online. Yeah. It's
1: a bit of very popular, at least at least in my neighborhood. The Mormon Mafia showed up my house uh, for trick or treat <laughs> a couple of times. So there, oh yeah, oh yeah. I had to ask yeah, exactly. what they were. They were all dressed in black with with like fedoras, and I said, "What are you?" And they like the Mormon Mafia. <laughs>
2: did, you did you get a picture of that, Glenn? Uh,
1: I don't think I did, but I, I can ask Tanya. She might have.
2: Yeah, let's try. Let's get one. That'd be a lot yeah. of fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, we're we're all having fun with it, but but you know, on a on a more in a more serious way, I mean, this is this is an attack, and there have been other uh, attacks on on my faith and, and on my my personal faith, but then on on the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, which is the the church I belong to, uh, as as a part of what we're doing and a part of Donald Trump's opposition to us. Uh, but look, I, I wear it all uh, as a as a badge of honor, you know. I, you know, th- that robocall uh, said that I was gay. I'm not. I'm straight. I've never had to defend that about myself before. Um, you know, the, the, the man who did the robocall was on a local radio station in Utah yesterday and gave me the advice that I should get married and have children. And I said, well, at least that's something we can agree upon because that's, that's my, lar- <laughs> my biggest ambition in life. But, but you know, they're going after my mother, they, they point hey, hey, out wait, wait, that my mother is...
1: Hey, hang on just yeah. a second. Before we get into your mom. Yeah. Was this a credible radio station that had the white nationalist on?
2: Uh, yes, actually, it was. It okay, was. Uh,
1: can, I, can I ask a question? Because I saw this white nationalist on a, a network, uh, a cable news network, and I don't want to say which one because I don't remember which one it was on. Yeah. Since when do we listen to white nationalists and their advice? Right. Since
2: when? Yeah.
1: Were they presented well, they just- in a credible way?
2: Uh, you know, halfway credible. I think when you have them on at all, I think it, it helps lend credibility to, to them and their cause. Yes, it does. You know, it, it's it's truly unfortunate. Donald Trump's campaign of bigotry <clears throat> has brought these people out of the caves. And now they're just, just a month ago, they held a big, a big press conference in downtown Washington, D.C. That never would have happened in the last couple of decades. But now they feel empowered. And you know what they said, Glenn? I, you got to watch this tape. You can find it on YouTube. I can send it to you. They talked a lot about how they don't agree with the idea that all men and women are created equal. That much we know. But you know what they went on to say, Glenn? They went on to say that they also didn't support the idea of liberty, the cause of liberty. And that was a huge wake-up call for me. I mean, I was already in this fight when this happened. I was already in the race. Wow. But when I realize that, you know, of course, if, if you're not if you if you don't agree that all men and women are created equal, then it follows that you're probably not for liberty. But they said it; they made they made well, a case white, that yeah,
1: many white nationalists are also neo Nazis. Nazis are national socialists, so of course they don't agree with freedom yeah, that's right. and choice. They're national socialists. Um, that,
2: that's that's right. I mean, but they're they're saying this openly and in a way that I hadn't seen it before. We know they're fascists. We get all that. But, but they were they made a case to talk specifically about liberty, and we do not accept liberty. So, yes, I mean, but these are the, these are people who are supporting Donald Trump, and he's, his, his 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 campaign is is fueled in part, not entirely. Let's be clear about that. And not everyone who supports Donald Trump agrees with these guys, but. But these guys form a large part of his support. And this is what we're up against, Glenn, and this is what we are fighting for. And it's, it's, it's fitting and it's, 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 it's right that there would be this opposition. And I'm proud that this is the opposition we're facing because it means that we're fighting for the right thing.
4: I think we learned a lot, by the way, uh, in this campaign from uh, having the white nationalists finally be Uh, Open and honest about their opinions. I mean, I find hearing from them because, in reality, Mm. if you don't hear from them, they hide and they do these things in private. I just don't like. I don't mind exposing them. I do. I do mind taking them seriously.
1: And and I didn't hear the interview on whatever station. I did see it um, on on one of the cable stations, and it may not have even been him. It may have been somebody else. But they were they were not talking about his white nationalism. They were talking about Evan. And I'm like, what, right. how are we wait let's talk about the the guy bearing the message here that doesn't that doesn't that bother anybody yesterday we right. We talked to somebody who um you know my vote is coming down to a couple of people you're one of them um, Daryl Castle is another one and yesterday um i t- I asked him a few questions about Russia, and I believe Russia is deeply involved with the oh, with, yeah. with the white nationalists um yep. and and with this 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 neo-eurasian um kind of philosophy are you familiar right. with that at all evan well, well, That's I'll, a...
2: just, I'll just yes uh, glenn this is what this is what vladimir putin does in europe he he promotes these white nationalist groups and then he and then he finds leaders of them and then promotes promotes those leaders and he does that and, and this is glenn i you know this is just so fundamentally important he does that to attack the principles uh, on which these dem, on which these democracies are based, the idea of equality and liberty. He wants to attack those because Vladimir Putin is smart enough to know that, that, uh, that the United States, the power of the United States and the power of some of our European, many of our European allies, allies ultimately comes from these ideals. You know, we have differences yeah. between the way we look at the, the role of government and all that between our European allies and here and all that. We, we know that. But but uh, but Vladimir Putin wants to undermine the cause of liberty and equality in these countries because he knows that if he does that, he will weaken those countries, weaken the United States. Our, so much of our power, Glenn, comes from the fact from this cause of liberty. Countries around the world want to work with us, cooperate with us, be led by us when necessary, and that is an enormous source of power. And it keeps uh, authoritarians, expansionist authoritarians like Vladimir Putin in check. Now, if he undermines our values, then he undermines that goodwill. Then our power recedes, and then he has a freer hand to do more of what he does, what he's doing in Syria, what he's doing in Ukraine, what what he's doing in Western Europe by undermining their democracies, by by promoting these white nationalist movements. He's doing that right here in the United States, and it's tragic that he is the Republican, that Donald Trump, his man, Vladimir Putin's man, is is the nominee of a major party. It's it's perhaps the the largest intelligence success uh, in modern times that, that Russia has had. I agree. I assure you, that me, in the Kremlin they're going they're they're just wildly uh, excited ecstatic. about the success they're having.
1: Uh, Evan, I'm going to ask you in advance. I'm going to warn you that and warn the audience. This is an extremely unfair question because I don't know anyone honestly that could answer this question. Yes. So, but I—if there's anybody that might, it might be you. And bonus points if you can. Can okay. you explain uh, Neo Eurasianism? Do you know what that is?
2: Well, I—I I actually I have not heard that term before. You mentioned that. is that, is that something that you're coining, or is that something? No, that, that, that you... is
1: no, that's something that Dugan and Putin's people have coined. I—I I just I wondered. You yeah. sound like you you're aware of it, you just may not be aware of the the term, the term. Um, yeah. because it's it's something that i don 't think anybody is aware of, and it is the root of what's happening with with putin um, and you sound uh, the only reason why I asked you is because you sound like you you get it and i didn 't know if you if you knew it by that name or if you just instinctively have been watching Russia and you know what's You
3: probably going. would have had to have read Alexander Dugan's book. Yes. I <laughs> <We>
2: don't <laughs> think yeah. we'd
3: expect you to have yeah, read yeah, that. No. I don't, I don't spend a lot term. of time reading yeah.
2: Dugan's work. No. That's, yeah, that's but, fine. That's fine. But yes, but this is, a, this is what he's doing, yeah.
3: Because
1: we're we're seeing people that are dismissing um, Russia and it is so clear they're interfering with our with our politics and – you know, especially Donald Trump supporters, forty-eight percent say that um, he uh, that uh, Putin is an, uh, is a friend of the United States. Yeah. Yeah. And on the other side, we have Hillary Clinton, who we're being told is going to start you know World War Three with right. with Putin. How, how okay. do we deal with this? You're president of the United States. What do you do?
2: Well, first of all, that is absolutely bogus. The idea that if we elect Hillary Clinton, it's going to start World War III. Now, if we elect Hillary Clinton, it's going to do enormous damage to our country. Period. But uh, the same is true with with uh, her 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 fellow big government liberal Donald Trump. Um, but but this is Putin is trying to scare the American people. He's trying to influence the election in a number of ways. It's it's RT America, you know, the the Russian cable yep, network yep, here yep, in the United yep. States. I don't if you know it, that is something that they they sow seeds of of uh skepticism in our democratic institutions uh it's it's very it's purpose is to undermine our faith in our in our system in our democracy uh, and look our democracy is not perfect we're blessed to have it it is not perfect we can all admit that and still be proud americans we can make improvements to it but we are so fortunate to have what we have and yes let's improve it let's make it better as we go uh in accordance with the constitution but but you know they're they're trying to sow seeds of of uh skepticism in the system so that Uh, Americans uh, let go of 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 foundational American principles and so that weakens our country in the way that I described earlier I only got it's it's the hacking it's all this other all these other things the promotion of the white supremacist movement all of this
1: okay I only have one minute Stu has a a question
2: yeah but I'm
4: a a numbers guy um, and uh, we've seen a lot of numbers being thrown around here so I want to give me your number answer on this we have Hillary Clinton proposing a $275 billion uh, infrastructure stimulus. We have Donald Trump proposing a $1 trillion infrastructure stimulus. What is the Evan McMullen stimulus number?
2: Well, Stu, I may disappoint you with this one, but I think we're asking the wrong question. The reason why this question is so hard to answer is because we don't have the money. The reason we don't have the money is because we refuse to reform entitlements. That's what we need to be talking about. We need to reform entitlements so that we can... Uh, bring down our deficits and our debt, and then we have more money to spend on things that are important. Infrastructure is important. we do need to spend money on that right now we don 't have it, and that 's why the math spend
1: money is so on difficult. infrastructure or spend money on a stimulus.
2: On infra, well, on infrastructure, but you know, yeah, on infrastructure. Okay. But this is the this is the problem where we keep talking about infrastructure, and we're avoiding the the real problem is entitlements. That's we need to fix that. Then we have Mm. then we have the finances to do other things we need to do. But right now, we we are not reforming entitlements. They're sixty six percent of the budget. In ten years, they'll be seventy eight percent of the budget if you include interest payments on our debt. We've got to get those under control, and then things like infrastructure aren't such a big deal. Evan. Uh, our best to you,
1: and uh, good luck. If we don't speak again until um, the election or after the election, good luck to you. Thank you for Thanks, being a de- being a decent human being, and our best to your mother and your family. God thank bless. Thank you so much, Glenn. Thanks, dear. All right, Take care. Um, Here's our sponsor this half hour. No, he didn't think thank Pat um, think so. or Jeffy. Great Jeffy's. I mean, well, no,
4: he's not. no one's going to thank Jeffy, but right. I think he was in the middle of thanking Pat at the end.
1: <laughs> you have the right to defend yourself and your family. Now, everybody runs to the store to buy an AR. And my guess is that if Hillary wins next week, that gun sales will go through the roof again. And if they do, people will be buying ARs. Are you going to walk into a store or a place down the street carrying your AR? You want a handgun. There's, there are, in comparison, the number of handguns in the country is minuscule. Find something that you can carry, something that you can uh, have by your bedside, something that will keep you safe. Now, buying a handgun for personal protection is very personal. You've got to do your own homework. You have to feel the gun. You have to fire the gun. May I suggest you start doing your homework by going to bondbeck.com. That's bondbeck.com. Second Amendment, no matter how you slice it, is going to come under attack. The best thing you can do is to be able to have a gun And defend yourself. BondBeck.com. Go there now. BondBeck.com.
3: This
0: is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply.
3: You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. You sure? I'm concerned about that. I mean, can you believe he didn't, he didn't disavow his no, mother didn't disavow and tell her, us and he hates her he, guts and wants nothing more to do with her? No. Can you believe he I, didn't do that? No,
1: he wouldn't even call her <laughs> any names. His mom, he wouldn't even call her names. He didn't say he wouldn't disavow punching her in the stomach.
3: The white nationalist is right. He is okay with it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, a, what a ridiculous thing.
4: Oh, my gosh. This is the weirdest election cycle. And oh to Trump's uh, far. Trump's campaign has come out and, of course, immediately disavowed, disavowed it, uh, it. And they did, um, which, you know, you'd expect them to do. Well, I don't think that – I mean, I don't think that Trump coordinated with the white. No, no, no. I mean, that's, well, that's why I bring it up. I mean, yeah. he's, I, mean I think quite clearly he didn't. Um, but – you know, it's it's an interesting thing to see that come down because, you know, I don't think that this helps uh, Donald Trump in the state of Utah. I got to believe the people um, in Utah are like, it oh, you are going to try that here? Well, we'll show you what that means. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, that's how I would react to it. I know, um, you know, I, to me that like someone someone like that tries to push me into voting for somebody, it just makes me more more resistant to it. Um, but again, you know, I mean, these people are always out there, always saying crazy things, and and one of the quirks. And a correct quirk um, of our elector- of our election system and our First Amendment is that these stations can't even r- turn down this advertising. Um, and in a, way, in a weird way, it's a positive that this idiot white supremacist is allowed to say these things on the air. Yeah, no,
1: I'm um, – it speech. is – this – my concern only came from what I saw on television yesterday. Yeah, you know, where they weren't talking about him being a white nationalist. Yeah. Hey, can we – can we just spend a few minutes on, you're a crazy lunatic <laughs> – So, everything else that comes out of your fat face, uh, we take with a grain of salt.
3: You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.
1: in the blaze teacher caught in a video dancing to f donald trump in class while in trump halloween costume there's no indoctrination happening there right no uh despite reopened fbi probe clinton maintains lead in virginia but it is shrinking the report we talked about earlier george w bush might vote for hillary clinton that's crazy it's nuts (laughs) it's not gonna happen Uh, you know what i think it will it's not i think it will I think, they, I think the Bushes... They can't do that. No way. I think they will. Can I explain it? Here's, what, here's where I think George Bush thinks. I think George Bush thinks he is dangerous, absolutely not presidential, yep. um, will burn the whole thing down. Mm-hmm. Um, Hillary might be corrupt. She might be doing things that I d- don't agree with. You know how I feel about what, you know, Bill Clinton was doing while in office there. I would never want those two in the office, but at least they're not going to burn it down. I think that's the way Bush would be thinking. He th- I think he thinks, for instance, there's, you know, the presidents, they always, this is his good old boys club. You know what I mean? B- Barack Obama and George W. Bush will be friends after this. Because there's this thing of, you know, there's only four of us on the planet that had this job. I can relate to you. And so I think that they can relate. And they know that they know that Donald Trump is not going to be calling anyone at night and saying, hey, George, can you give me some perspective on this? Well, you know, you do with this. not a chance. No not a chance. And I think you have to. I think the president has to have that lifeline. Do you and, think Barack Obama did that? Mm. No, and I think that's part of the problem. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Barack Obama, Barack Obama has the same stance that Donald Trump is. Who do you counsel with? I keep my own counsel. I mean, Donald Trump just says it, but that's what Barack Obama does. He thinks he's smarter than everybody else in the room. And that's why we have the foreign policy and everything else that we have. All the people around him treat him that way. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I think that uh, George W. Bush, I, I can see all of them in the Bush family.
3: Obama does not have the respect for the presidency that George W. Bush No has. way. No, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. Not even close. No.
1: Not even no, close. That's what I'm saying. He's, he, well, I don't think, he's I, I mean, I don't think Michelle, and it's not about a respect thing, I don't think Michelle liked it at all. I think Michelle, if you would have given Michelle Obama a choice to live in the White House or to live in a house across the street, she would have lived in the house across the street because I just don't think, I think she saw that as, um, by slaves. yeah, built by a building built by slaves. I think that's how she sees the White House. I don't know if that's true or not. I just think that, you know, that they, they, they have said things like that, mm-hmm. um, that it was a house built by slaves. Now, I don't know if that, and, and I also don't think she likes being the first lady and that's not a slam on her. Would you? Would you want to really, would you no, want, want to be the to be, first lady? No, no Would you want know. to be the first man? Would you want your spouse to be the president of the United States? No, I think it would be better. I think it would be easier on the person who, bossy he's, enough without, you know, <laughs> boy, no kidding. you imagine hour. having to call her Mrs. President. <laughs> <laughs> saying, no, thank You're you. You're doomed with your wife. Can I get in to see Madam my wife? President? Today? Yeah. Can oh. I get in to see my wife today? <laughs> no way. No way. Uh Crowdhammer also has said that Clinton is drowning in the wake of this FBI investigation. Where is Crowdhammer on this? Is he a Trump supporter Is he
3: No, no K-ham, uh is not a Trump supporter. K-Ham? K-ham. k Where do you get K-ham? The Hammer he
1: is not a Trump supporter. So what is he doing? So he's I, with I George don't know Will.
3: he has said. I don't know if he, if he said, but he's not. Is he a never trumper?
4: I think he is. I
3: think he is. Uh, yeah, never but Trump, never Hillary. He has escaped thought. the Hillary hasn't he seems like yeah
4: no seems like uh, let's see he is uh he has a, a column here i'm skimming here i know he's been very anti-trump also very anti-clinton obviously
1: <laughs> clinton campaign has argued meant released when he wrote dump a claim Crowdhammer disputed we had this argument earlier um this morning Stu. Um, according to the emails released by WikiLeaks, Clinton's campaign chairman, John Podesta, told colleagues, we're going to have to dump all those emails after uh, a news report revealed Clinton's use of a private sc- server. Um, dump means that you're releasing something, but you're doing it in a way that will disappear, he said, Crowdhammer, adding that the Clinton campaign's instinctive reaction in scandalous situations is to dump, is to hide, is to cover. What's happening now is she's drowning in the community uh, communi- uh, cumulative effects of the wikileaks releases and of the fbi deal he argued that clinton is struggling to get her message out after the revelations when you have to bring uh, alicia machado back on stage four weeks later you got nothing left in the tank it's
4: amazing they don't i mean for all this brilliant really don't. Clinton machine supposedly has i mean all evidence indicates that they um did not have the Access Hollywood tape, and can I tell you that something? Came from Access Hollywood, essentially just digging it up. Yeah. It was not like a thing they were holding on to to the right time to release, and uh, you know, showing. I mean, what have they had? They've had some of this Russian server stuff. They've tried to get some stuff, some traction some on some of the Russian taxes. connections. They keep bringing up taxes. Alicia Machado's back on stage. They have they released three ads yesterday, all of which were almost exactly the same, which were Republicans who were going to vote for Donald Trump, and then were turned off by the tape. Going back to the tape again, Access Hollywood, Access Hollywood, Access Hollywood. And it's like, well, I mean, they do not seem to have that bomb of opposition re- uh, research that they were planning to drop.
1: Well, what's really interesting to, um, uh, to me is, if Donald Trump wins, he's going to be, they're going to say, see, he beat the Clinton machine. No, WikiLeaks did. WikiLeaks is controlling this election.
4: I don't know. I mean, the WikiLeaks thing didn't have much traction. I mean, these things have been coming out for twenty days. Uh, I haven't seen anything that that has turned the tables. The FBI is the thing that's turned these tables. I mean, he was tightening the race a little bit anyway, but that announcement. I mean, you think without the WikiLeaks, you
1: think without the WikiLeaks, that would have been as massive?
4: Uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. I I do think so. I mean, if they had because they made such a big deal about closing this investigation, it's over. We found nothing. They were able to put that scandal behind them because of that announcement. Everyone came out on their side and gave him credibility, Comey credibility, and said, this man's honest. He's unimpeachable. His character is unimpeachable. Look at how amazing this guy is. And then to 11 days before the election, he comes out and says there's an active investigation going on. We found more stuff. I mean, it's, it's impossible to overstate how massive that is. What happens to Comey
1: and to this investigation? If she wins or if she loses, what happens?
4: <laughs> if she wins, he is looking for a job. Uh, if uh, if and if he, looking if he's for lucky, a job. Uh, if he loses, he's probably vice president. I mean, he might as well be vice president. It's that big of a deal. I mean, honestly, with the way the ground, it wasn't impossible for Donald Trump to win a week ago. But he was in a position that basically was impossible. Certainly, never been done before. Uh, instead, with this announcement from the FBI. I mean, it seems to me, just looking at it from the surface, that there's almost no way a candidate could lose if if your opponent gets an FBI investigation launched 11 days before the election. How on earth could you lose that election?
1: Fox, was, uh, Fox yesterday was, was talking about that Ronald Reagan gained nine points, flipped nine points in the last, what, 10 days. Um, but that was one poll, though. Is that one poll? Yeah. I mean, That's he, so he, misleading then. Yeah. Uh, but they were saying that is because of the debate. And they also had a debate very close, right? Yeah, right, right. They said it was after the debate and there is no more debate. There's no other shoe to drop. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they said unless the FBI or somebody else, WikiLeaks, comes out with something huge, you know, he might be able to do the, the, the historic swing outside of that one because of the debate, I think, was four points. And so you could get a four-point swing. But I think this is unique all the way around. You see that Budweiser pulled that Amy Schumer ad? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They pulled them both. They stopped the whole Seth Rogen Whole thing. Campaign. So hear me out on
3: this. So great.
1: Hear me out on this.
3: Why did they pull the ad? Because they were terrible. I think they probably got, well, for one thing, beer sales were going down.
1: Yeah. And it didn't work. It didn't work, okay. But what was it that everybody was upset about?
4: Uh, I mean, I I didn't hear much reaction to it, honestly, but I think a a lot of people were just... First of all, it was just, it was not funny. It wasn't funny, number one.
3: Secondly, it was overtly political. Political.
1: Did you guys see it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't think it was, I thought it was like, hey, we're this and we're this, but we can come together and just have beer together. So I didn't think it was overtly political myself. Now, maybe I misread it. I thought it was more, you know, hey, it doesn't matter where you stand. uh, We can have a beer together what the real complaints were was normalizing um, gender differences. So she said in there, uh, you know, and there's lots of different genders, you know, he said, whether you're a man or a woman and we don't have to be specific on genders because there's lots of, and they cut, they cut that off. Um, And that apparently was the part that got the most reaction. Hmm. Now, if indeed that is true, as I was thinking about this last night, I was thinking, that shows that America is really tired of the political correctness. They're tired of of uh, what they deem as nonsense back and forth, especially when it comes to the government forcing a belief, one way or another, down your throat. They're tired of it. Mm-hmm. And it, it goes really to, this should be a slam dunk for Donald Trump. This should be a slam, this would have been a slam dunk for anyone else. Not just because she's so corrupt, but because of what that, that uh, history professor said yesterday, who was declaring that it would be a Donald Trump win. That people have had enough of this for eight years. They've had enough. And if if there was somebody who was credible that was saying look enough is enough enough is enough it it, it it would have been a slam dunk he just had so much other baggage along with him that it's making people say yeah i know it's, it's geez, is his baggage worse than than the baggage we've been living through that's the problem
4: right uh and um, you know but I, when you have F- this is the difference, it's two political parties launching attacks at each other. When that was the stance, Hillary Clinton was winning by eight points. Now it's the FBI doing it. Yeah, the FBI is saying these things are bad. And and so when- what
1: I'm saying with the Amy Schumer thing is, is they pulled an ad. When's the last time you really saw an ad pulled that, you
4: know, well, it's a high budget ad and it wasn't working. I mean, yeah. honestly, I, you know, yeah. we, OK, so it's not so it's, it's totally not working. Right. So it's not even working. Right. You've said this before, Glenn. I mean, how many times like you can get away with over political crap and stuff if it's funny. Right. It's got to be funny. And th- those ads were not, not funny, funny at no. all. It was much more about I, I, we got we were kind of walking through how this happened. And it, to me, it struck me as you have two high profile people. Seth Rogen and Amy Schumer both, you know, hot characters in, in, the, in, in Hollywood. And uh, they come out and and maybe they don't want to do it, or they want to get and they decide, well, we're going to design it the way we want it, and you're not going to stop our messaging. I mean, Amy Schumer has went from a a very funny comedian to a person who has been nonstop message police uh, for the past year and a half, and and that transition seems to be more important to her than being funny anymore. And that's what will wind up sinking her career and everybody else's who does that. It's if you take away the priority of of executing your craft. Uh, then you wind, up, uh, you wind up getting, you're on the wrong side of that. I mean, every single time that happens. And I think that's what happened with these ads. They weren't funny. And I think that was the biggest part of it.
1: My favorite uh, comment about those ads was, were, uh, I don't get it, everybody I know loves Amy Schumer and Seth Rogen, head-scratching Brooklyn copywriters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and now this, some good news. If you're self-reliant, You can endure any hardship, regardless what happens. Doesn't matter. We're going to get together next Tuesday. We're going to watch, you know, gather our friends and our family, and we're going to watch the election results. And I don't know which one is better. We're hoping that one is better than the other, but I have no idea. I don't know what the future brings. I know that if we stick together and we are self-reliant and we take responsibility for our own actions, we're going to be okay. This all begins with saying, I'm going to be self-reliant. That means, do you have access to emergency food supply? Now, we always think of emergency food supply as some catastrophic thing. Not just not being able to make the budget. We have food supply for a myriad of reasons. But one of them is, if, if I lose my job, how do I pay for the groceries? Pat went through a horrible period in the 90s. Where he lost his job and couldn't find a job for a long time. Got out of radio. I mean, just couldn't find anything. Um, The stress on you, Pat, being able to afford groceries lessened because? Oh, yeah, because we had food. food supply. Yeah. Food supply. Please, put yourself in a situation where you're not panicked. Visit preparewithglenn.com and get one year's worth of food for one person, three meals a day. For $997, you can't find that price anywhere close to that, anywhere, limited time. 800-946-2325, 1-800-946-2325, or just go to preparewithglenn.com. Do it now, preparewithglenn.com. This is the
0: Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.
1: This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hey, we want to uh, leave you with this. This is uh, Corey Lewandowski with some good news for Trump supporters that uh, Trump is is getting um, many more Republicans behind him then Hillary is getting
0: Democrats. Listen Donald Trump is getting right now about 86 percent of the Republicans that are voting for him, which is a higher percentage than Hillary Clinton is getting of Democrats right now. His numbers continue to increase, her numbers continue to decrease. Huh. So at the end of the day, Mike Pence talked about this. Republicans are coming home, states like Arizona are going to be off the table. You know it was a week ago, a week ago where they're saying Hillary Clinton is going to win in Texas and Hillary Clinton is going to win in Georgia. You know what they're saying today? Hillary Clinton is going to Detroit, Michigan, on Friday because she is so desperate to keep that state that she Allison. has to go and campaign there
3: with four I don't. I don't want to hear anybody saying then that the Remember, Trump has lost this
4: election for Donald Trump.
3: Well, he's, he's, got getting, he's getting more Republicans
4: than she's right. getting Democrats. Right. Okay. According to the Trump campaign. You're right, the yeah, Trump according to the Trump campaign. campaign.
1: And beyond that, we've said that from the beginning, that the third party people are all from Clinton. Very few are right. from Trump. The third parties are going and taking from Clinton. And those are cold, hard facts. See you tonight at 5 in The Vault.
3: This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.